Welcome back to St. Louis Live with Travis Terrell Owens, Chris Everett Denman, and Michael Phelps Gaines on 920 AM and streaming live at weareliveradio.com. Good morning, St. Louis. You are now tuned in to St. Louis Live. That's right. We're live on the road. Oh, you can hear our fans just barking like crazy. We're at Gateway Pet Guardians on Manchester Avenue, and we're right next to Hillside Animal Hospital, who is the sponsor today, making this possible on today's Give STL Day. And, boy, do we have a treat. We're going to go to Facebook Live in just a second. Carly, what's uh, what's happening? So we got Carly, Travis Terrell, Michael Gaines, and myself What's happening right now, There's Carly? a dog that sometimes I'm trying to convince that I'm its mother. His name is Dew. He's Dew. a hound mix. He is a hound mix. What is up, Dew? He's coming to see me. Oh, and uh, we... <laughs> this should be a fun oh, time. Dew is so we'll excited. go to Facebook Live. You can check it out on We Are Live's Facebook Live video here in just a second. We'll uh, toss that up. Travis, you, my friend, we'll talk about Dew here in a minute. Is Dew okay to just hang out for a bit? We got a little time? Okay, so Jamie's here with us. Yeah, and uh, let's get into it. What was your MVT, Travis? My MVT today, of course, uh, the Cardinals continue to be one of the hottest teams in baseball as they go totally undefeated on their road trip between Atlanta and Florida. The Cardinals are coming back home to St. Louis in first place and one of the hottest teams again in baseball as the Redbirds win last night 7-5. to five. I, I my, my most valuable topic essentially is – discussing the big series that comes up this weekend. Now, there are going to be a few more big series that are coming up the rest of the year between the Cardinals and Cubs, and we anticipated that these two teams will likely be at top of the standings as we go forward. But considering the most recent struggles of the Chicago Cubs, them playing 18 innings, 18 innings this past Sunday against the New York Yankees, they're coming off a dreadful trip also in Denver, Colorado. They had the off day, of course, today, but... While it's still early, and it's very early in the season, ton of games still left to be played. The Cardinals are right now two and a half games up on the Cubs. I think this is a, a great opportunity. And, and maybe, the, maybe the Cubs themselves understand this already, but it's a great opportunity for this team, uh, considering what it's gone through, to essentially take the first shot across the bow that they plan on being there, we've got a little we got a little road behind us, right? And they plan on being near the top of the NL Central standings moving forward. I like that they came through again. Started off down with, four nothing last night. Started off down four zero, and Lance Lynn had his Lenning. He had it right, uh, giving up a big three run home run to start the game, but he eventually settled down. Uh, Brett Cecil <clears throat> continues to. Uh, uh, I, I guess we should start calling him Jesse James. Because he's certainly robbing the Cardinals of oh, paychecks. Okay, this week. is we need to take uh, a break from the uh, <laughs> from the jokes. I'm just saying the guy uh, was brought in to be the Cardinals' uh, elite left-handed specialist, and he continues to struggle against left-handers and inherited runners. Uh, but with that being said, uh, you're getting Sierra. You're, you're, you're seeing what he can provide to this lineup, and Dex DeFilo, of course, with a big pinch hit RBIs last night. The Cardinals are getting time Gaines, hitting. Gaines hates. playing slightly average defense, which for the Cardinals says a lot for them. So the Cardinals are clicking on all cylinders, but mainly they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. They're supposed they're supposed to beat the, the, a team like Atlanta. They're supposed to te- beat a team like Miami, and the Cardinals are doing just that. And that's the way you essentially 
put pressure on everyone else in your division when you're taking care of business, especially on the road, and the Cardinals have done that so far this year. Well, that's what you're supposed to do, and it, it's it's fun to have exciting baseball, right, in St. Louis. If they can shut the door on the Cubs, take take the, the, the series from them, I think that's a huge huge step forward for I think this it's team. a psychological thing. Like I said, I don't think, even if the Cardinals say by chance were to take all three games this upcoming weekend against the Cubs, I'm not saying that the Cubs are then completely done for and the Cardinals are going to run away with the division. I'm saying from a psychological standpoint, the last two years, it's been all Cubs all the time and of course the defending world champion, so they have a little swag, they have a lot of bravado going with them right now, but right now they're hitting a stretch where they're struggling. you got guys like Jason Hayward, who's now hurt again, who's back to struggling. You have the Cubs rotation. Gaines, you pointed out to the Cubs rotation at the, the earlier this week as to be the weak link and the reason why a team like the Cardinals I have a fun stat for you. Or what do you have? John Lackey, Jake Arrieta, John Lester. The big three, the big there's three. kind of a big four with sure. Kyle Hendricks, but he struggled a little bit too. Pitched well yesterday. In the last three years in baseball, those three pitchers are in the top ten of innings pitched. Mm. That can have an effect. Generally. <laughs> it's called you break down. Well, what, what is Lackey, 37? 408 years old. I think he's 82. <laughs> Pretty close. Somewhere in between there. You're right. The Cubs <laughs> rotation has thrown a ton of innings. They are getting older. So if there is a way for the Cardinals to make inroads in this division to stay atop of the NL Central division going forward, you would imagine that that is what's going to be the more pressing issue for the Cubs. Now the Cardinals rotation is still shaping itself up. Wainwright, it still has yet to go past five innings. And uh, Lance Lynn again had his Lance Lynn moments yesterday during that game. But the Cardinals bullpen is starting to begin to shape up. You are getting guys to finally hit timely hitting. Colton Wong is getting on base and scoring runs. He's doing what the Cardinals need him to do in order to be successful. So, again, I think this upcoming weekend series, I'm not saying it's going to have a drastic effect over the overall outcome of the season, but I I think – We'd agree it'd be a a nice little – you, the, the Feather in your cap. The Cardinals are flying and the Cubs are stinking it up. So here's a great opportunity to truly, again, that you're not going to put your foot on their neck, but you certainly can kick them in the shins and let them know that the Cardinals are going to be around for the rest of the summer atop the NL Central. And that's important. Psychologically speaking, that's huge for this Cardinals team, and it puts a lot of pressure on the Cubs. Again, the Cubs have never been in a position where they are the favorites uh, in the sense where now they have the crown and they have a ton of teams gunning for them. So it's to see, I'm, I'm curious to see how Joe Madden manages now that he can't play the underdog role consistently every night. They were the favorites last year. Yeah, they were the favorites, but they didn't have the hardware to show yeah, for that's it. True. Now they have the hardware. Now their fan base has a little you know, bling on their hands, and they're walking around with their chests pumped out. And, and rightfully so. They had a great season last year. But it, now that everyone's gunning for the Cubs – and now that they're struggling... It's much different whenever everybody comes and shows up and gives you their best every game. Now, it was interesting yesterday, speaking of the Cubs, Joe Madden talked about the Chicago Cubs' struggles, and one of the things he pointed out uh, was um, something that you would enjoy, something that I think you would like. I, I, he pointed to the Cubs' most recent struggles, Chris, being sleep deprivation. 
Sleep deprivation. <sighs> Not having enough sleep, apparently. I, I didn't realize sleeping in five-star hotels and getting a solid eight hours of sleep a day was considered sleep deprivation. But he is saying, essentially, because they've had to play so many playoff games recently over the last two years, and, of course, the, the series on Sunday against the Yankees going 18 innings and then having to travel to Colorado is the reason why the Cubs are struggling. You, of course, have been on record several times talking about how much you are in love with Joe Madden and that you often want to share vinos with him from time to time. Defend your boy Joe Madden right here, right now, Chris. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little off. Off. What is that? Fake news? Hashtag <laughs> fake news. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's how it works. Typically, uh, it works. His his nuances and everything have been proven to win a title. So I have to give him respect for today on that. He, if he says sleep deprivation, he's just going to come back a month from now. They're going to be on a 10-game winning streak. They're like, what happened, Coach? Like, well, got my shaman in here, had everybody doing uh, – I bought sleep mattresses for had, all my players. Had everybody doing ancient yoga. It's way different than regular yoga. And, uh, and we've also brought in uh, Ric Flair for, uh, for away games to, uh, to pump us up before the games. So you got to trust him. I was a big – critic of him i was like this is all cute until they get bounced in the playoffs well they didn't get bounced in the playoffs so he's earned that from me but i'm this still time- uh, for if he's our guy you love him but if you think about it in fact do you know how annoying it would be to have your rival's uh, manager be tony larusa do you know how annoying that would have been what a what yeah. I, you'd be going wild off that despite his great work with uh helping shelter animals. absolutely and, and dog, as we're here at gateway pet guardians and the hillside animal hospital mobile studio today but yeah i think if he's your guy you absolutely are just obsessed with him if he's not there are things that could wear thin on people sleep deprivation has a lot to do with it right from the beginning of the year our schedule has been awkward and no one has had a chance to settle in i i i get what he's doing here i i think joe madden is very good at creating another narrative to take the real questions off his ball club. I think fair games is where a good manager does play an important role in helping the team. Again, you want to take some of the pressure off. Maybe guys like Hayward, maybe guys like Lackey, and the best way to do that is to create this idea that sleep deprivation is the reason as to why they struggle. I understand what he's doing. Obviously, I I question that. Uh, And they have an off day today, so if there was an opportunity for them to settle in, they certainly can do that because the Cubs got into town last night and they're going to be off here today. So I think they'll be very much settled in and very much fired up to take on the Cardinals this weekend, especially since the Cubs are two and a half games behind the Redbirds. But this is here where I say where Joe Madden, we find out what he really is about as a manager. Because, again, now he has the hardware. Can he play from up front? Can his team play from up front? Because you can't lean on – you can't continue to lean on the circus acts. You can't – if you're two and a half, three and a half, four and a half games out of first, you ain't bringing llamas to Wrigley Field. (laughs) You ain't bringing Penn – uh, Penn and Teller to freaking Wrigley Field to to throw some magic acts together to get your your top three guys in the lineup fired up. So it's going to be interesting to see how he is able to adjust now that the Cubs can't lean on that anymore going forward. Gaines, Gaines, defend yourself. You sat up here and questioned whether or not the role of managers have any impact on the outcome of these games. In this particular case, how much of a role do you think Joe Madden will play in in, in helping turn around the Cubs season? Well, I thought that Joe Madden did a less than stellar job in the playoffs last year. I'm on the record saying that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We had to the record is checked quite a bit too. That. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, I mean, 
we see how important sleep is in sports today, so I, I'll take him at his word. The Warriors kind of invented the new NBA sleep schedule and how that is effect. I mean, we're always making advances in that, so I'll take him at his word for that. Back in the day, considering that a lot of players took what we call greenies to essentially bounce back from the schedule, perhaps the Cubs are going through. Oh, I'm not saying it's not a rigorous schedule, but whenever every other team is also dealing with it, then hmm, I don't know if you get to bring and, that and, up. And again, the, again, I get everyone coming back to the 18-inning game. Uh, you did play two games. The game didn't finish at 2.30 in the morning. I understand that, but that's the nature of the game, and you had your opportunities in that, in that game to win it or to certainly put yourself in a position not to go 18 innings. So I really I don't care for people leaning on that a lot. When it comes to, to oh, we're not getting enough sleep because we had to play uh, a game to 2 a.m. in New York. I just don't buy that. Yeah, but it, again, is it car- Chicago? It's well, I'm not surprised again. But I, I think again, this weekend series, Cardinals are now are hitting that point in their schedule where it's going to get serious. You, you, there are no more Braves. There are no more Marlins. You've hit that point in your schedule where you're going to face serious potential playoff team competition. We're going to find out how good this Cardinal team really is. Because, again, this is great that they've gone on this winning streak. It's great that they're in first place. It's great that a lot of guys that weren't coming around at the beginning of the season have, are finally coming around. Uh, I believe the Cardinals have now won 16 of their last 21. I think the Cardinals is 16-5. and five. Well, sure, I don't have I my so, laptop. But, uh, they have, they're, again, one of the hottest teams in baseball, but they've had the opportunity to beat up on lower talent. So it's going to be interesting to see how well they do going forward. Yeah, and – if we can just have an exciting summer of baseball, that's all I'm asking. Obviously, I'm going to get greedy and want them to to go deep, but yeah, this is a good start. It's fun to watch them right now. No, they're and they're and they're. I don't know these the last two games coming back down from where they have been again a four zero yesterday to start the game and to watch that team completely battle back. I, it says a lot about this ball club, and it says a lot about the guy that you guys continually pick on, one Mike Matheny, turning this game, turning the season around. I, it's kind of gotten quiet on the sports talk airwaves in regards to Mike Matheny. Now the Cardinals are in first place. I find that odd. I find I think, that interesting. I find results-oriented thinking a way to get in trouble. How so? But I feel like that at the, if you are leaning on that principle and critiquing Mike Matheny, how is it different when he's now winning? No, you don't. If you just base all your thoughts on resort results-oriented thinking, then that's not a way to improve yourself. No, absolutely. But I think what Mike Matheny has been able to do, and what I've said uh, certainly earlier this week, is that he has evolved as a manager. He understands that, okay, there are times where the way I set my lineup has cost us uh, certain situations throughout the game and may have also cost us games. I think he's evolved from that. He's begun to learn from his mistakes, and I think because of that, I think the results bear fruit the Cardinals being in first place right now like I said the Cardinals tough part of the schedule is way ahead of them right now Uh, they have of course the Cubs coming in tomorrow then after that you got two games then with the Boston Red Sox you got three then with the Giants and then you got uh, three with the Dodgers and then you have another three against the Colorado Rockies and then the Dodgers come back to St. Louis at the end of the month so the next the next two and a half weeks for the St. Louis Cardinals are going to be difficult. They have some serious competition. Rockies are playing great baseball. Dodgers are playing lights out. And again, you got the Red Sox and the Cubs uh, recently coming up on your schedule. So if the Cardinals really, I think we'll have an, a, a, I think we, I won't say we have a complete idea of the Cardinals by the end of this month, but we'll have a very strong idea as to what this team is absolutely capable of 
by the end of May. I'm all right with that. Yeah? We're here live, Gateway Pet Guardian Day. Right now, we're on Facebook Live for the We Are Live radio Facebook account. If you want to check it out, Carly's uh, hanging out with Dew. He's an adoptable hound mix, and he's being uh, an absolute delight as he's hanging out with us. He's so happy. I was told yesterday by one of the volunteers, he's the dog they toss out with all the other dogs. He just socializes with everybody, right? So if you call in, you want to meet Dew, make it happen. Come uh, come by Gateway Pet Guardians here on Manchester, and uh, it's presented by Hillside Animal So Dew Animal is the Dexter Fowler, essentially, uh, uh of the shelter. That's awesome because he can he when he comes to work, he turns on some really cool hip hop and R and B music to get the all dogs fired up in the clubhouse. I like to You'd think he'd be a fan Ad of Al- Elvis. Elvis. <laughs> He's so adorable. <laughs> and Jamie is uh, leaving the room, so we're in charge of Dew and I'm gonna let Carly yeah, we're gonna put Dew. take over we're those duties. We're gonna put duties. Dew on the spot. We're the gonna the put the Dew on the, the spot. We're gonna find the duties. Oh, <laughs> Hey, ask, ask somebody asked, how do you feel about immigration policy in the United States? I don't think we need Let's to break put him, that I'm down. I'm just saying we can put him on the spot. What are your thoughts on health care, do? Tell us more. Soulard T-Boy, yo, Trev, I'm going to the Cardinals game tomorrow. You should go so we can get on that kiss cam, bro. Oh, um, n- nothing says... I'm definitely down for that. Like, hey, let's get on that kiss cam, bro. Hey, you know what? Uh, you know what I like? Whenever people back up their uh, fandom and back up uh, their words, they do the show me thing because we're in the show me state. Right. The snuggler texting in says, yeah, B words. And that's an order complete. So he has contributed to Gateway Pet Guardians by buying tickets nice. for Target Practice Live. You go to Off Broadway, <laughs> offbroadwaystl.com. We're going to donate. Thirty-three percent of all ticket sales today. So uh, yeah, text them in. We'll uh, we'll keep this going. We'll keep counting. We're going to try and sell hundred tickets today. That's five hundred dollars for Gateway Pet Guardians here in the Hillside Animal Hospital mobile studio. Speaking of the Cubs, of course, Theo Epstein is a god in Chicago, a god in all sports circles because the guy has broken two major curses in baseball when it comes to the Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs. He did a interview with 60 Minutes this past Sunday where he discussed the type of players that he tries to go after and make a part of the organization. And this certainly caught me off guard. He said he reaches out to not only their friends and enemies of players, but he reaches out to ex-girlfriends and girlfriends. Do you think Theo Epstein is full of it or is he really that thorough or or is he really playing the Wonder Kid type of thing too far by suggesting that he's really contacting players' exes in order to get a better idea into their character? I don't like that one bit. Do you, Gaines? What do you mean? I mean, I'm sure he's done it in the past. I'm sure he didn't do it with Chapman. No, well, I, well, I think <laughs> Chapman is the one that comes to mind immediately when he says he wants to get into these get character players. Look, we talked about this before when it comes to a guy like Steve Spagnuolo, who, of course, used to coach the St. Louis Rams, and he would talk about the four pillars. Guys, wait, I'm breaking it up. 314 texting in, two tickets purchased. That's another All $10. Right. That's another $10 to Gateway Pet Guardians. We're on our way off Broadway SDL. Jim, how that celebrate on standby? Yeah, every yeah time have celebrate ready. Yeah, we'll yeah. hit that every time <laughs> you text in tickets purchased. So we'll uh, we'll hit that. So well, again, thank you guys. That's great. What would you do if you heard the guy that wanted you to part of their organization? Uh, decided to do a background check on you, and then part of that background check was checking up on your ex-girlfriends. How would tell that him to go you- to hell. That's that's <laughs> not that's not okay. Carly, would you give a good review 
of an ex-boyfriend. Do it. So there's, there's maybe there's cool people, maybe there's not. But there, would you? Are there exes you would give a poor review to an employer to? I don't know if I would. Yeah, you're, you're kind of cool. Maybe you're the wrong person to ask. Because I'm, I'm, I'm cool. You'd cover. You'd I'm cover. Pretty, yeah, he's all right. I mean, this seems pretty, pretty tamed cool. compared to what the NFL does. They're in the insane. NFL well, that's very insane. But I, I can't imagine a guy like Theo Epstein like going on Facebook and DMing my ex to find out. And what are you asking an ex? But this is like you got to remember who you're talking about. This is Theo Epstein. Uh, ESPN did a story on him. I don't know. It was maybe ten years ago now about how he would follow people home from high school and just like watch them. He's a creep. He's he was a socially <laughs> awkward guy who is just learning how to interact with humans at the age of thirty, whatever he is, close to forty, probably. <laughs> no, yeah. And here's here's what. He says, this is Theo Epstein, on the importance of relationships. We can be better than anyone else with how we treat our players and how we connect with players and the relationships we develop and how we put them in positions to succeed. When people do things they weren't even sure they were capable of, I think it comes back to connection, connection with teammates, connection with the organization, feeling like they belong in the environment. I think it's human need, the need to feel connected. He really relies on the intimacies of these relationships in order to build, he believes, successful teams now if you think about the personality of the teams that have won under theo epstein it follows at least that blueprint you give them credit you had the kevin millars you had the guy like uh, david ross last year for the cup so you have those personalities in the clubhouse i don't know how much that affects the outcome of these games but they play a role because when you talk about the success of these teams and them facing adversity throughout a season they always come back to the millars they always come back to the rosses and how they help certain players get over the top. So does Theo Epstein have a point when trying to find these character guys to put into your clubhouse? Is that the difference maker? Or it ultimately comes down to you having Chris Bryant and Araldis Chapman on your team. <laughs> it's nice, them being able yeah, to, nice to mean, be able to say, oh, we added this in when you have some of the best young right. talent known to man. Yeah, you, you mentioned Kevin Millar and David Ross, but those are very little parts of those winning teams i mean the other one had david ortiz manny ramirez johnny damon oh, oh yeah them they're, they're, they're not bad you know, i mean like kurt so, schilling so you can't you can't just have character guys and you know you have to have talented guys to win the game now i it's curious though going forward i know there's very easy to give theo epstein a ton of credit and he deserves a lot of it obviously when you have you're able to break the streak for both the Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs. But he has made some very interesting contract signings over the years as well. Do you think at this point Chicago Cubs fans are exacerbated when it comes to Jason Hayward? Obviously he's hurt. He got off to what looked like a very nice start to the year, but he has struggled before he decided to go on the 10-day DL. If you're a Cubs fan, does that matter to you? Or if you're Theo Epstein, it doesn't, Epstein, it doesn't, it doesn't matter doesn't right care now. Because, right, because you essentially you have the ring, and that's all you well, want. The second they miss a play, miss the playoffs or get bounced in the first round, then you start looking around. Everybody's cool with the uh, with the overweight guy on the uh, on the ship when you're stranded until the food starts running out. <laughs> I think you take a little more than you deserve, pal. Absolutely, it's, it's uh, that's that's it's fine until. The uh, they start taking on a little water. Our, our, and what I've also noticed is that with the most recent success of the Chicago Cubs, their fans are getting very um, befibbery. Are they're, they? They're getting befibbery lately when it comes to this team. But I guess that's to be expected when you have had the success that the Cubs have had the last two years. 
Yeah, and that's fine because you do you have people you get people in their formative years. You have somebody that all they've ever decent. You yeah. know, if you have somebody coming of age and it is amazing and I and I think we're all guilty of it because it's it's tough sometimes to follow a, a bad team. It is amazing the amount of pa- passion and excitement uh that happens with uh with winning. You know yes. what I mean? So you'll have a bunch of people that are Die-hard fans. And that makes sense. I'm not too much surprised for that. Some of the uh, – Theo Epstein, some comments coming out. He's uh, currently on 670 The Score in Chicago. Uh, so so I wanted to read some of this because they are – they're 17-17. and 17. The Cubs, they are indeed struggling. They'll be at Bush this upcoming weekend. Uh, my expectation to this point is that we would have played better. Of course, this is Theo Epstein. We're not as a whole playing anywhere near our capability. Do – do we don't expect a team like the Cubs? We don't expect a team like the Cubs to struggle throughout the entire season. We anticipate them eventually getting back, right? Yeah, I think I think they're going to figure it out, and I think they're going to probably be the favorite to win the division down the line, right? The fourth place Cubs. <laughs> you like saying that? It's the, I, I mean, I think the Cubs are struggling. I, I'm, I'm starting to. Slowly but surely, give credit to Michael Timothy Gaines when it comes to his assessment of the current Cubs pitching rotation and acknowledge that, yes, maybe that wink link is uh, is enough for the Cardinals. We, we, have, we, have face, we have Facebook Live uh, on the We Are Live radio Facebook here on St. Louis Live. Are people requesting to see Travis? What's, uh, what's happening, Gaines? Uh, not a lot of comments. Okay. Uh, somebody said good point by Gaines, which I agree with. I don't wait. Was that Mama Gaines? No, uh, it's not important who. It oh, was. it's not okay. That's interesting. Oh, that's funny. So, uh, hey guys from Janet Reno's gynecologist. Janet Reno's okay. gynecologist. <laughs> the, is... the good doctor texting. Gail yeah. Hollander was talking about Babe Ruth earlier. Sleep deprivation, please. Babe Ruth slept 15 minutes a day and played doubleheaders after taking down 26 <laughs> hot dogs and three. Women. I think baseball. Man, look, I get like what Joe Madden again is doing. What about this? Right City Lemming says no fan base will ever be as bad as the Cardinals. Do you, they have a lot of history. I don't know, man. If you lived in New York as a as say, an opposing fan, do you know how insufferable a Yankees fan would be? That's maybe lacking in some intelligence. I, I would imagine they're incredibly insufferable, but uh, per capita. Hey, and if you go to, to Facebook idiocy, Live think, too. Check out my dog shirt. Oh my I wore God. a Gateway Pet Guardian today. Break. There's a lot of jealousy uh, oh, being being thrown about in this room today. Chris goes to the clearance rack at Kohl's one weekend, and all of a sudden he wants to throw it in our face. We get it. You're a baller, bro. Yeah. You have relax. Kohl's cash. You have we, Kohl's cash. we get it. <laughs> Good God, relax. No, I. when it comes to the Cardinals fan base, I think they have a tendency to be very much unreasonable. A lot of times, certainly. I think they can be slightly annoying. Are they more annoying than any other fan base, especially in baseball? I think nah. they're on par I mean, with sure. everyone else. I, again, I think the Yankee fans, but they have, they have 20, Play, 27, listen, 28 championships. We walked out of Chavez Ravine. Myself, you, a guy who's six foot seven, and another not small. We had people screaming obscenities at us the entire way. What do you think? People roll out the red carpet for you to leave? Like, people aren't nice to opposing fans generally. There's going to be things that are said. I think most of the time at most stadiums, people are going to be at least cordial to you unless you're annoying. And you'll always have some bad apples. Is it worse? Is it 
what's worse as far as fan bases are concerned? Is it the fan base that has a ton of success, so they always expect to win? Or is it a fan base that doesn't have a culture of winning that absolutely thinks that the world is against them and they will never be able to reach the, the mountaintop? I, I would much rather hear from uh, a fan of a team that's won because at least they have something to go on. Right. Because – you know they built it up. They did it. It's it is horrible to hear how everyone's against your team. No one likes this the Rockies. Is, yeah, this is terrible. It just uh, yeah. So it, yeah, I'm gonna go with the loser. Let's so <laughs> let's the, make this our morning melee poll question. Do we anticipate? Do at, as of right now, do you still expect? the Cubs to win the NL Central. The Cardinals are again in first place, two and a half games ahead of the Cubs. I like that. Right now, today, where the Cardinals presently sit in the standings, do you still expect the Chicago Cubs to win the National League Central Division? That will be our morning melee poll question of the day. So that's it. We'll put that up on the Facebook page. At Live St. Louis, you can, uh, on Twitter, you can check that out. I'll retweet it from the at We Are Live Radio Twitter account. Very accessible. And if you want to follow Travis on Twitter, oh, wow. you'll have to decipher uh, how he spells out his really fire name. <laughs> what is that? What is that Twitter handle? My Twitter na- handle? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, all the dogs in here? Let me let them know. You guys got your app open? Very good. It is Black, B-L-A-K, because I'm street like that. The number two, the future. Black to the future is my Twitter handle. Please. Very easy to figure out. Very marketable. Yeah. 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 I, the, the E of three? Uh, at the end? No, it is not. It is an actual E. Okay. It is actual E. I was, not, I was born in 2000. And no, uh, I, was, I was class of 2002, born in 84. <laughs> Anybody born after 93 generally turns their E's into 3's, and I don't know why. Carly, what's your handle? And do you tweet a lot? Yeah. You don't. She says, yes, I she do. Says some, she says some weird stuff. Yeah. What's the creepiest thing? Carly do, laughs. Do people, jump in your, do people jump in your DMs? Do we want to do we want to have a little moment where I read some of Carly's tweets to you guys? Yeah, let's, let's do <laughs> oh, read Carly's tweets. Oh yeah! All right, Carly, explain this one. I wish I had a Fitbit just so I know how many calories I burn every time I run away from my problems. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty deep. Uh, that is that is heavy, man. Can we get at least a can we get at least a preview of why that was said? You know, we should associate, we should pair a Carly tweet with a food item. Because I would imagine there was a food item that bon followed bon, up. Right. Those are bonbons. Okay, that's a bonbon-esque yeah. tweet. You Little Cherry Garcia. <laughs> All right, what's your next one, Chris? Because let's really find out what Carly not only was maybe thinking, but eating at the time of these tweets. Uh, hang on, let me find a good one here. I'm, I'm, Carly I'm... is sweating now. She's like, oh, God, they're going to get to that one tweet. Okay, so after that, that one's a pretty good one. Um that hobbies. Was that was pretty heavy. Hobbies: dancing, reading, cooking, and sneaking into men's bathrooms just to see what it feels like to use a urinal. Okay, I used a urinal for the first time a couple days ago. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys ever used a urinal before, but it's pretty liberating. <laughs> yes, I don't. It's a very interesting experience. The main reason why I go to Bush Stadium. I don't understand why everybody does a urinal because it like works if you're a girl and you don't even touch the toilet seat. I don't understand this. That's a good point. That's something that maybe sexist stadiums around this country need to ex- examine. Uh, another one from at Carly Laughs on Twitter. Just made a lettuce, cheese, and Dorito sandwich, and my ring finger is a size six. 
We didn't have any lunch meat in the house, and we didn't have any bread. So I had to take two pieces of lettuce and stick Doritos so and So you went and threw out that ring finger size because, obviously, with that kind of information, people are just going to swipe you up. I'm very domestic, yes. What were yes. the thoughts of everyone else in the bathroom when they saw you finally taking an opportunity to participate in the urinal? Uh... You know what? That's a that's it for another day. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm not allowed back at a certain restaurant in Edwardsville, Illinois. Oh God. <laughs> um, and then you've talked about this before, but let's just go ahead and get an update on this. But uh, a tweet mentioning that you're on the kickball team called the Diamond Divas. How are things going on the kickball team, of which you are one of two? One of two uh, Caucasian? Caucasians. Okay. Oh, nice. It's so going you're like great. The Jackie Robinson of uh, kickball. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. That's what they tell me. But they call me Skeet Skeet. It'd be Jacqueline because I run fast. They call okay. you. Mm. But no, it's it's going great. Right. I just I got my pa- I just got my pants my pants in the other day. For are they it. Zubas? They are not Zubas. They're okay. they're from East Bay. East Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so they're two hundred and seventy five dollars. Okay. Oh, nice. That's that very makes good. sense. <laughs> That's girly sweet. And uh, by the way, the poll is up, and the first hour podcast is up on the We Are Live feed Whoa. for uh, St. Louis feed. Let's not report on that, Carly. Let's. Uh, <laughs> not we got a we got a lipstick situation. A lipstick yeah. situation. Oh underway. man. And as soon as he said, Dew next, is about as sweet as they get. Guess, Look at this guy. Well, that's what happens when Dew sits next to the blackfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have a seat, buddy. Look Lip at this. Sticks happen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a fun story. Uh, and you know, we try not to get as political on the show, but this was an important story that I thought we absolutely need to discuss. And politics be damned, Chris. GQ asked the question of a potential 2020 candidate, and he put it out there that he may be interested in the address on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And that, of course, would be Dwayne The Rock Johnson said he would indeed be interested in running for president in 2020. I have no problem with that. Uh, The final formation to uh, (laughs) what's the Mike Judge movie? Which one? Um, uh, uh, Idiocracy. Idiocracy is complete. That's uh, not that The Rock isn't great, but he he could imitate art in that sense. He's he's a good Terry Crews. Anything we you know I will and you probably won't often hear me say this, but you have to give uh, some semblance of credit to Trump in that he has now opened the door for celebrities to seriously consider well, running for the highest. You don't think Ronald Reagan running. kicked that door open? But you're saying ridiculous no, celebrities. Ridiculous. You're celebrity, saying people friend. that yeah. yeah okay, I got talking, you. Yeah, we're talking to. The idea this wouldn't even be have been entertained a year ago. We've all would have been like, "Why the hell is any reputable journalist oh, even asking that?" Of you the know, line? but now people are like that. That hit the internet, and everyone's like, "I hope he starts a super PAC." I can see him doing well in Iowa. Like people really started to break down the political landscape of the Rock success running for office. That I'm is, okay with that. That is where we are in the political process. But the simple fact that the Rock now has to answer. That question. It's like the new a new marketing technique for like celebrities now, isn't it? I, he literally says this. This is what the forty five year old actor said. I think it's a real possibility. Now, I, The Rock doesn't need extra promotions, but he's never turned it down. He, of course, is also of the world of the WWE, the same as one President Trump. So you can understand the correlation there. Here's the funny thing, though. And this is something that I think a lot of folks are not aware of. Everyone saying this, The Rock is a registered Republican. The Rock is a registered Republican. So if he were to run, does he, he would speak have to, out about being religious? I would. I would think he's religious. He he doesn't uh, as as not as vocal, but he has mentioned it in the past when it has, uh, when he talks about its success. Now where is he from originally? He is from East St. Louis. 
I have no clue where The Rock is from. I'll be completely honest. Yeah, I don't. Either. Yeah, Jamie spends like half her time in East St. Louis. She's like, I ain't never seen The Rock. <laughs> I ain't seen no Rock statue. Yeah, um, you know what? South City Tone just texted in and reminded us we're on the road, so we need to come up with a fair or foul topic today. Your listener submitted. Who's it for, Travis? Who's the the fair or foul? Fair or foul. We we put out the topic. Who do we do it for? We do it for the people. <clears throat> Hold on, because I, I try to do my Bane impersonation. He can't probably, do a Bane impersonation. it's not good, so... You were born in the dark. There we go. See, that's, that's not yeah. that. That, wasn't tra- that was Chris. That Don't was, think that yeah. Travis yeah. improved <laughs> on his... Hey, y'all. Uh, so, so I decided, since I wasn't good at Bane, I'm going to settle on Ja Rule. So ja... Do it for the people. Oh, see, now Chris is better. I'm even better at Ja Rule than you. Ja Rule than me. Yeah. Do DMX. All right. Do it for the people. Oh, that's all I got. I'll bite you. You know what? It sounded like I was listening to a Ja Rule song, so. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, today we'll give away. Uh, I like a hoodie. Is a hoodie okay? Uh, give away, I know it's getting warm, but I feel like people cherish hoodies more. Especially ex-girlfriends. Yeah. I'm speaking from personal experience. So who, who, uh, not at all. One of, one of your exes can end up with this. Today's fair or foul prize, a hoodie. From Gateway Pet Guardians. It's beautiful. It's nice. And we'll even get you, uh, as long as you're not mine or Gaines' size, we will get you your size. No, we got two X's. We got one for the big boys. Oh, nice. So nice. you can. Uh, you you can, hear that, South City Tone? Four. You hear that? That's do we right. have, what about So Cold Major? Do we have some in extra medium? <laughs> yeah, do we have, yeah. Do we have a child size? Do we have Gateway child Pet size for the, for the small folks. Yeah, we'll make it happen. So Gateway Pet Guardians hoodie as we're here on the road, Hillside Animal Hospital. Mobile studio today. Guys, what's the topic today? Today's Fair topic file submissions right? need to be sent in. Let's get them in by 945, 950 to St. Louis Live Radio at gmail.com. Get those in. Travis, what are they fair fouling today? Fair file today. I know, right, Pop? Oh, blah, blah. <laughs> Today's fair file is that keeping articles of clothing of your significant other after a breakup. Fair. Don't do that. Don't do that. You do not want to wake up that howl. No. You like that? He's a hound. You start that thing up, we won't be able to do the rest of the broadcast. Good dog. So, yes, keeping article of clothing of your significant other after a breakup. I'm speaking specifically to women who keep hoodies, who keep shirts, who keep basketball shorts, who keep tennis shoes after a breakup, right? Don't you hate that, pup? Oh my goodness! And it, it, you should you should have said, "Do you take oh, that my. to do the dog?" <laughs> so yeah, I I have yeah, I have flat bills all across the great <laughs> metro area of St. Louis that will no longer be returned to me. Is that fair or foul? And then what's even worse? What's the most egregious? The basketball shorts Ooh, that never make it back. The or basketball what? shorts. The basketball shorts. But the thing is, with the basketball shorts, it does send a message to the other guy. It does let you know, <laughs> hey, I was here. So that that's the only that's the only you know caveat of what about uh, Carly? I need you to weigh on this. What about a girl wearing uh, an ex girlfriend shorts that get left behind somewhere? So you're dating someone. Uh-oh. His previous girlfriend had shorts that you're like, oh, these are comfy, and they're at his house still because she just never took them. Ooh. Are you wearing them? Are you trashing them? What are you doing? Like Ooh. he, his, so they're nice his, shorts. His ex girlfriend left shorts. They're going. There's nothing the weird going on. It wasn't like a cheating thing. And they're never. They're gonna, just there. They're, She's never going to get them again. Oh it, yeah, it would be weird. Now. It would be weird for him. <laughs> they're yours it would be now. weird for him to say, "Hey, you left some shorts. It's been four months." <laughs> yeah, they're mine now. Yeah, you gonna wear and them? They fit great. Jamie's throwing a big thumbs Damn. down to that. She ain't feeling it. 
Would you? If they look good on me, yeah. Damn. <laughs> I like it, Carly. I like it. Would you messy. wear them out in public, or is this just an at-home I mean, yeah, thing? Why would I just... I, I, Damn. I don't wear shorts at home. <laughs> Basketball so, shorts are, are prime. They're important to a man's livelihood. I give so clothes to lose back. It, I know some girls do give the clothes back, but there, there are some that... Essentially, put them in the bottom of the drawer at and least, keep them for later. Yeah, at least I attempt to give stuff back. There have been several times where I've attempted to give my stuff back, even though they're the ones that have broken stuff, broken things off with me. I'm like, okay, well, you have, you know, this nice sweatshirt. You have these nice whatever that I have now. Uh, do you want them back? And most of them are too cowardly to. Ooh, is it okay get them to back. keep an ex's clothing? Because I know it's yes. fair file. I that now, now yeah. when you say attempt. What does that effort look like? Because a lot of times girls will like just go, you want these? And like not make a real effort to give back the clothing. Oh, no. What is your, do you like say, hey, want me to meet somewhere? Do you want to come by your place to drop them off? For sure. And I try not to be, no matter what the situation is, however we, you know, break things off, I'm still just like, okay, well, these, these are, you know, this Nike sweatshirt. You know, do you want this? Do you want this back or else right. I'm going to like give it to Goodwill or do you want to meet up with me or do you want me to drop it off at your place? Like, I don't need this. So nice. Chris, uh, what about this? I've noticed this with with uh, dudes and they're usually chumps that do this. OK, I uh, you'll have uh, a girl that like maybe you start dating. So this is where I've seen I've seen the perspective of this, this has happened multiple times with girls. Right. You start dating someone. And they probably let an ex, uh, an old relationship drag on a little more than it needed to or something. But then three months in, old dude realizes it's done, done. And there'll be a text like, hey, we should meet up. You need to come get your shoes. Or this, there's a T-shirt from eight years ago. You need to come grab. <laughs> that is the lamest attempt at coming, trying to get to talk to them I've ever seen in my life. Have you ever done that? I And I don't mean – like, it's not – there is genuine, like, hey, you got some stuff. It's probably like three hundred dollars worth. Of I stuff think there's here. a window of opportunity. I think, like, yes. if you want to try to get it, if the, if you do realize because maybe you're doing laundry one weekend and you discover that you, you yes, have that's fine. Then yeah, but you want to do it within a window, like after. Two it also months, depends on the person. You're like, I know you're a little weasel. I know what right. you're doing. Right, and after yeah. two months, if a, if an ex comes to you talking about clothing, there's a lot more generally going on there besides just a return of clothes so i think you got like a three to four week window after a breakup to essentially get your things back i think after a month it's kind of, it, it borderlines on the creep side or you trying to find a way back into their life that's how i would i've think. had it happen where you know like i said i've been like okay hey things are done do you want do you want these pajama bottoms back or something? They're like, oh, no, no, it's fine. And then uh, months later, they're like, hey, can I actually get those pajama bottoms back? And I'm like, dude, I, t- I gave you an ultimatum. You, you want them or I gave them to Goodwill, and they, they're at Goodwill on some homeless man now. So <laughs> I told you. I looking, told you. Looking fly in his uh, Russell Athletic uh, sleep pants. Now, Chris, you generally date women who are the same size as you, frame and all. Do you, <laughs> you find yourself in a position where you're just like, oh, I'm going to keep these shorts. I mean, they fit right. well on me what am i why would i give them back for man if i dated women i'd be physically women are women are mean women are real mean they'll come they'll they'll they will uh you'll see a five foot woman that weighs 100 pounds bossing around some dude that played college football and could literally like break down a wall you see him bossing around if you dated a woman your size and strength it's over pal don't even think for a second they're not 
going to be running you ragged, and you can't do anything about it. But that is a special moment in a relationship, though, when that person leaves that article of clothing at your house. Like, is that the official, hey, we cool now? Is that, what does that mean when uh, a girl leaves your their article of clothing? Is oh, that's that a mean, move, that, too. That's an obviously move, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a move. Games, you don't often spend time with women, but when they did, <laughs> when you were in fit shape at SLU and you were actually an athlete, what did that mean to you when they would leave articles of clothing at your home? I've been dating the same person since high school, so that never <laughs> happened. Interesting. <laughs> you literally, she literally might have clothing at your house from high school. Good. Yeah. I got. I, I Would got, you laugh if she started using that as an excuse to come bug you? Hey, uh, do you have that letter jacket from uh, junior year? <laughs> I, 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 really, I always, always like that, too. I really need it. What do you need? What, what do you need it for? <laughs> That's always the line, though, isn't it? That is the line. I really need it. And then they kind of get a little they're a little testy about it. I need get it. No, you don't. You're trying to come and fight with me for, for half an hour. Nice. I, I didn't realize this was a triggering moment for Chris. He absolutely is going down. So I hear. So I hear. He really, Chris was like, you don't need it. Do you really need it? You don't need it. I haven't seen you wear this once. <laughs> Uh, so fair or foul again uh check it out uh I, I just put it up online but is it okay to wear x's clothing no keep it or keep to, it or yeah to keep uh, uh x's article of clothing st louis live radio at gmail.com is where you email your submissions we'll leave, we'll read those later winner gets a hoodie from gateway pet guardians we're here hanging out with do we're at the hillside animal hospital mobile studio you guys are going to have to come uh Take your animals to Hillside Animal Hot. I recommend them. I've taken my dogs there. Conveniently located on Manchester, right in the uh, the heart of Dogtown, the Grove, the Hill. Very accessible. Very great people at Hillside Animal. Uh, as I mentioned last week, we're in the middle of graduation season, and uh, this is your where favorite season. It's it. <laughs> graduation because it. People and large crowds. Three things I absolutely cannot stand, and it's literally weekend. So no, let's let's. You're sleeping on entitlement. Uh, just a little yeah, bit. That too. Oh, oh yeah, that there's is, a lot of that. Uh, this is the one time I will throw out entitlement because uh, because Steve Junior got himself a bachelor's and in and <laughs> a, a hair under seven years, and he's he's getting to eat some dinner. Mom's having her first glass of wine in the first the last three months, and boy, do they expect top notch service, and boy, are they going to take out every fight they've had with their spouse <laughs> that day on the poor server yes. that waits on them yes. because. There's 800 million other people with the same attitude, exactly. and you didn't get your cheese poppers out on time. Now, before you go into your story, Travis, so this weekend I'm going to Kansas City, like we've talked about, for to, my to, girlfriend's graduation. For the, big, for the doctor's for graduation. For the doctor. Yeah. Commencement. The, on, she's above a graduation. She is, she is. On Saturday night, her uh, PT class rented out a bar from... Her party time class. Correct. Party time class. That's what it stands for. Rented out a private room at a bar from 9 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. Oh, my. What do you think that scene is going to look like? Well, they're all... all (laughs) These are physical therapy students? Yes. So physical therapy... just got got their announcements the week, week and a half ago. Do they... What bar? What bar? 
I don't know. You don't know. Okay. That's Physical therapy made a difference. students, you're, you're talking about doctorates. That is going to be the trashiest situation it's going to be in hilarious. the history of commencement graduation celebrations. It's that going is going to, And deservedly so. I think especially if you get a doctorate. Like, I was at the University of Memphis graduation. Someone received a doctorate in music. Now, would I have paid the thirty-five grand to get a doctorate in music? Probably not. But it's a Ph.D. nonetheless. And I think if you're going to celebrate, certainly celebrate on top of that Ph.D. So that is going to be the most ridiculous drinking celebration in the history of drinking. Yeah, in of fact, I didn't actually – and then you said physical therapist. You didn't tell me this part. Some fine little mama knows. <laughs> I didn't know that. looks like I may be riding with the game <laughs> to Kansas City this weekend. Remind me a wife. Oh, my God. I didn't know what was going down like that. My word. You do. You set yourself up for success by attending something all ran by doctors. I'm legitimately pondering just sneaking in the trunk of Gaines' car and then be like, oh, hey, guys. Uh, we at the bar yet? Paris, you're invited. Oh, you're invited. yeah, that's right. I am. I can find me a wife this weekend, Carly. Just find bring me, an airman. Now, how are you going to trick these women into thinking that? I'm not going to tell them I'm important in St. Louis. Your wifey material. You say that in Kansas City, that means a lot. Tell them you have a morning show on the point. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> you know, I met Flo Rida twice at a book signing. <laughs> I am Tim Condi. <laughs> I am Tim Condi. <laughs> you, you like Ludo? <laughs> that was me. Tim Condi. <laughs> That, that was me. Shout out to Lux and Tim. <laughs> Love you guys. Uh, but I, I bring up commencement and, and how we're in middle graduation season because there was a graduation yesterday at Bethune-Cookman, and they decided to bring in a guest speaker. For those who are not familiar, Bethune-Cookman is a historically black college, uh, so predominantly black. And so they had a guest speaker. And the president and the administration decided that who better to speak to the black youth of the world than, of course, someone from the President Trump administration. And who better than Betsy DeVos? Betsy DeVos, of course, who is the Secretary of Education, a very controversial uh, confirmation hearing, uh, basically was confirmed by two votes right down the partisan lines. Uh, there was a large petition by the students and folks in Florida uh, to, to say that the administration should move on from uh, the Secretary of Education and bring in a different speaker. Uh, the administration decided, no, they're moving forward with her. Well, yesterday they had the ceremony, and it did not uh, go well at all, Gaines. Can you give them a, a bit of a description, Gaines, as to how that went? So uh, the Secretary of Education stepped to the mic to uh, give her speech, and immediately students from the crowd turned their back on the speaker. <laughs> of course. Uh, started to uh, boo in certain points. She talked about visiting the gravesite of Bethune-Cookman, and people did not take kindly did go to well, that. Chris. Did not go well. And I just, like, what did they think was going to happen? The, uh, the dean of the school stepped to the mic and said, we will mail you your diplomas. Which, by the way, it's they like, do anyway. Yeah, it's like, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> and, and if I'm a parent, I'm like, oh, shoot, I, I could beat traffic. That's that's even better. That's cool for me. And, you know, just more context to it. I believe it's been a week or two since Donald Trump's been on the record saying he's going to reevaluate the money that the government gives to historically black colleges because he thinks it's racist against white people. Um, so, so it didn't just, said it, it wasn't. Just, it, it doesn't make sense. It, it just didn't, it didn't make sense to me either. And this is not to say that the Secretary of Education doesn't have a right to speak to any audience. It just did not make sense from a. It wouldn't make sense if I expected a President Obama to speak at, let's like, say, a, a Liberty University or something to that. It well, wouldn't. Uh, I don't. I don't think Obama brings that kind of 
Maybe he does. No, there's plenty of public things where you could find oh, it. You could literally find it. But Someone that that's currently the way as, things are going, and right. maybe that speaks to how out of touch. And I'm not saying they're right, but you can. Under, un, yes, you should show some respect to the office like you always say. Hey, show it to the chair. This is a, a, this is a time where this happens. You have to know this is a possibility. You can't arrest people for doing this. This isn't a crime. No. This is a choice they're making. Yeah. They get to do it. They either... <laughs> spent a bunch of money to do this or worked hard to get through it. This is their day. They're going to treat it how they want. Yes, you could argue, respect the chair, do this, do that. But then they could just fire back at you and be like, oh, well, then you need to do this, 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 and this that I don't Mm -hmm. like that you do. Sorry, guys. This is where it's at, and this is where it's happening. Especially with the context that this administration seems to be – or at least saying that they're going to reevaluate the money given to a store. And that was the thing I too. thought was very odd, too. Like you too. And I, I think well, why the president... Not, why do- not treat this like a PR run? Like, you're, if you are a cheeseball comedian, right? right? And say you're, you're, you have a... I don't want to... I'm just trying to think of something hokey, right? You're not going to go do an in-depth three-hour get-stoned and introspective interview with Joe Rogan. And you're not going to have Mark Maron pick you apart on a podcast. You're going to go do... you're going to go do slappy in the sucker in the mornings and act stupid and do a couple toss-up questions. You're going to go do the uh, the super cheesy morning type show. Or, eh, what, what about comedy, huh? You know what I mean? You're right. going to set it up. Be your own PR person in this situation. And no, you're not playing to your audience. And it kind of reminds me of our conversation about the Cardinals tweet yesterday where it's like, we don't have to get political about this. We don't even have to look in depth about this. Just what were you thinking? Right. Like, it just it, it the the process does not make sense to me. Right. Exactly. And I think to that point, I don't think it just it just the it did not make sense. And again, if the president and his administration wants to take that view on historically black colleges, that's obviously their point of view, and that's the way they feel. And I I think. If you're a voter or supporter of this administration, you know, this is maybe something that you wanted. But then you can't turn around and then go to the institution in which you wish to defund and anticipate. Even if you're right. Even if you're right. Even if you you think you're right. Right. Even if you're right. Again, I. I don't think uh, President Obama was trying to take the guns, but I also realize that President Obama should know well enough that he's not going to get a warm reception if he goes to the NRA convention. You know, so I feel like that someone in the administration or someone is in the office should have said, hey, uh, especially after uh, the White House announced that they were considering defunding some of the historically black colleges. Hey, do we have any of our guys going out to historically black colleges over the next couple of weeks? Oh, our secretary of education. Maybe we should pull them back or reconsider or maybe not release this particular statement on HBCs if we're or or if that's what you're going to do, send out a uh, send out a scout. Ahead of time, go do a mini chatter thing to answer questions sure. on how it could affect people. Sure. Say, hey, listen, this is the thing. And I don't know, maybe it's totally bad, but like you could say, hey, here's your alternative option. You treat it like uh, like the Clooney movie they filmed here. Hand them a folder and say, this is the first day of the rest of your life. You don't need big old government guy coming in. You know what I mean? Do something. Turn it into a yeah. Turn it into something where she would have hosted like maybe a town hall. Yeah, with yeah, the students. yeah. That would have been you know, that. Like, and you're exactly that, that way. Point. They get it out, and then it's like, hey, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'll beat your graduation. That would, and that's yeah. a great point. Uh, yeah, that would have been the, probably the wiser thing to do. And again, I think a lot of folks, and and then we'll just put a button on this because again, our objective of this particular conversation isn't to get too political. But the idea, I think, is that. 
some of the decisions and the things that have gone about over the last 100 plus days in regards to the administration, a lot of it has to do more so with optics and public relations, the way that it's mm-hmm. being perceived by the American public. Again, yes, no one's saying the president isn't within his right to not fire the FBI director, uh, but maybe do it face to face or a phone call or not have him all the way across the country when it happens or him finding out while he's talking to cadets and it's on in the background on television. Those are the type of things that I think that you should be able to clean up no matter how you feel about politics. I think, again, the the look, the optics of the situation just was bad. And to have the secretary of education out there literally days after the administration said that HBCUs won't be receiving money, but here's our Secretary of Education wasn't the strongest move. You know what is a strong move? Donating to Gateway Pack Guardians. Yeah, yeah. How can you do that, you ask, Travis? How can I do this, Chris? Go to offbroadwaystl.com anytime today. Buy tickets to our event. It's live June 3rd at Off Broadway. Again, offbroadwaystl.com is how you buy tickets. We're donating 33% of all ticket sales today to Gateway Pet Guardians. We're on the road in the Hillside Animal Hospital mobile studio. Hit up Hillside Animal Hospital for excellent care for your pets. Big thanks to here at Gateway Pets for having us today. We have Carly Lawrence, Travis Terrell, Michael Gaines. The show at St. Louis Live here on 920 AM WGNU. We are liveradio.com. Quick break. We'll be right back.